As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. That one's dairy for sure, and they just found out a loved one passed away. My name is John Billiams. I'm a Hollywood sound effect creator. I specialize in wet farts. Every fart tells a story, and in the same vein, every story tells a fart. What did he eat? How recently? Is he lactose intolerant? These are the questions that I ask. I've crafted several farts for Madonna's private collection. That's gluten intolerance. My mother died of it. In spite of it all, I still appreciate a good old classic fart. That one's for you, Pops. Oh my goodness. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday. It's Friday, February 11th. This is the Drop Podcast. We're here in the Classic Factory. I'm J.E. Skeets giggling away. Thanks to that cold <laughs> open. Alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. This one's for you, Pops. <laughs> oh, man. We got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. Happy we- Fart Friday. <laughs> yes, Happy fart indeed, Friday. indeed. Uh, we have the international man of mystery taking it to the Vincent Van Gogh mm. gift shop, <laughs> Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, yeah. Look at this yeah. look on this guy. It's a beauty, isn't it? This one. And uh, yeah. he's also wearing shorts if you want to go to the, uh, the wide shot. There, well, it's uh, a gorgeous day here in Atlanta. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> nice. He literally came in. We're like, whoa, shorts. And he goes, you cannot wear pants after the deadline. It's a new rule. You can't wear white after... What's that? Labor, Labor. Yeah. 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 They can't wear pants <laughs> off the trade deadline day. <laughs> All right. And uh, making the magic happen over there, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment and share the show with your friends. Did some big numbers yesterday when it came to the Classic Factory and pumping out the content. So thanks to everybody that subscribed and liked the videos and maybe shared them on social media and stuff like that. If you want to hear us break down all of those big deals, basically immediately after they happened, uh, go check out our YouTube feed and of course the podcast feed where we did like you know, 30 minutes on each of the big ones. But we'll uh, do a bit of a roundup here today. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc and get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. Okay, so we, we will discuss last night's action uh, and news. 
We're going to break down this hilarious all-star draft. Oh, my good. Solid. Oh, chef's Solid kiss. Stuff. Yeah. And we'll debate who uh, drafted the better team overall. And you know we got Tweet of the Night and Rapid Fire Fun because this is the drop. But let's start. NBA trade deadline. Winners and losers. We'll start with the winners. Tess, tee us up here. Well, Ben Simmons is a winner. Uh, and I think it's not just for on the court and what happens with the Brooklyn Nets, but also off the court. We'll start on the court because I think it's amazing that he goes to a contender right away. He could have gone to a team like the Kings or something like that. And I don't say that just to mock the Kings, but I say that because on the court, being with the Kings would have really highlighted his weaknesses. He would have had to do a lot. But you go to the Nets, what do you have to do? You're playing with Kevin Durant. You're playing with Kyrie Irving. You're playing with the the third and fifth best three-point shooters in history and Joe Harris and Seth Curry. I mean, you're just looking to pass the ball. Right. And you just got to play D. And you got to push it. So I think the ridicule that's going to come uh, would have been... A lot higher. There's going to be some for Ben Simmons, yeah. for sure. But it would have been a lot higher if he had to be the man. Uh, but now he gets to go to this team, and, and I think it's amazing for him. Off the court, I mean, on uh, this entire season, he's been getting it from everybody. Uh, but I, I think we saw what happened in the draft yesterday, the All-Star draft. James Harden's getting way more of it. <laughs> Charles Barkley gave it to him, you know, making fun of him. Charles Barkley, uh, you know, claiming Harden's going to come back. He gave Kyrie the half-man, half-a-season treatment. I, I think the Ben will just kind of fade to the background because, you know, he's playing with Kyrie. He's playing with these huge, huge uh, characters and personalities. So uh, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a little too quick to anoint them the best team in the East, for sure. They've got a lot of hiccups. Heck, one of their guys isn't playing. They've lost 10 in a row. They're in the freaking play-in tournament right yeah. now, <laughs> which is bonkers. Uh, and that they're still the favorites in, in, in Vegas, it is a little nuts. But I think off the court, he's just got all of this support. If you saw the quotes coming from the, the Nets after the game, even though they lost, he had his fellow countryman, Patty Mills, saying, I've been talking to him for a while, and I wish I could have been on his team earlier in his career. I'm going to support him here. Nash saying, we're going to help him in the second iteration of his or second part of his career. He's already joining us on this trip. Uh, and, you know, KD... He wanted to pick him. Going back to the All-Star draft, he wanted to pick him last year. When LeBron said, I'm taking Ben Simmons, he said, oh, man, I wanted Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to a great situation. Right. So everything everything turn, and turning up roses for Ben Simmons, even though it's been a, a pretty bad season you know, off the court. When's he going to be back in mm. the lineup? That's a big question to me. I know you just said he's joining the team. That doesn't yeah. mean he's actually going to be playing. No, he will not. Out there with the Brooklyn Nets. I heard Bobby Marks on a podcast yesterday say, he would be concerned for Ben Simmons to just come back and play until Kevin Durant is back. Until Kyrie is maybe even playing in every game. And I was like, what? Come on. We're not doing that here with Ben Simmons. When he's ready oh, to go. No, he'll be ready to go. And but he's I- mentally sound or whatever. Uh, you got to play. You yeah. can't wait now for KD. And his whole thing was, oh, that's going to be a lot of pressure. Added pressure. He might need KD. Come on. He would have to just get out there, I think. But we'll see when. Yeah, I, I mean, I think conditioning-wise, we, apparently he was keeping himself in shape. But now that he's actually got a team, he's probably got uh, at least a week or so here to get himself used to the way they just run the offense and the way they play there in Brooklyn. But also, you know, never to mock anybody for claiming uh, mental health as being an issue. Mm-hmm. But if he was to just all of a sudden throw a uniform on and run out there tomorrow, I think that would also look a bit bad on him that he was just like I was just using that as a reason for not being on the team that's just Mm -hmm. my opinion on Mm -hmm. it again if he's got mental health issues you've got to deal with those and treat them seriously Um, as far as you know for what Tass was saying the only counter I would make to that is a big part of the reason he's in this mess is because he wouldn't shoot in important times for the Philadelphia 76ers not just that game 7 dunk that he passed up those fourth quarters in a series where Philadelphia really looked in control it's not all on him and again as I said yesterday he doesn't have to become Steph Curry 
But that's a weakness that he hasn't proven yet that he can get over as far as taking shots and, and just finding some sort of shot to be consistent, whether it's a dunk, whether it's a little jump hook in the lane, whatever it is. So I agree. He's got When he's got Kyrie and Kevin, and if Joe Harris comes back, that's perfect for Ben Simmons. You've got guys who can shoot. But there is going to be a time where teams are going to be like, we need to see this guy shoot now. We're going to we're going to change our defense so he is forced to take some sort of shot. And that's going to be the big challenge for Simmons is can he step into that shot with confidence? Will he take those shots when needed? Again, he's not going to be taking 20 a game, but 5, 10, he's going to have to. So he's not going to be able to completely avoid not shooting in, in crucial moments and throughout the game as well. It is pretty cool they added Seth Curry, too, just for them. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, it's yeah. a great it, throw in. It, it's an incredible shooter and a lob catcher in Andre Drummond that – you know he is the backup for the, he was the backup for the Sixers, but it's another outlet. I mean, everybody on the floor is going to be able to score that he's playing with. Well, it's going to be interesting to see the games when he plays and Kyrie Irving doesn't play and Kevin Durant is still out because then you got yeah. Ben Simmons as your number one guy. Let's see what he can do as the number one guy. Can those guys shoot, or are is it going to be like when Ben Simmons was the number one guy for the Sixers and they're like, all right, let's see what you can do. Let her I rip. think that that's going to be the case, and I think kind of the only case that, uh, the reason he hasn't been dunked on by the Charles Barkleys of the world is we haven't seen Ben Simmons yeah. for months and months at this point. So. I don't know. I think it makes sense, obviously, for the for the Nets to do it. I think it's going to be a nice fit. But if he's just like a souped-up Bruce Brown, that's not what they traded for, right? Mm-hmm. A guy who can make some plays, can play defense, can get out in transition, play defense. But uh, they need more from Ben Simmons. They just traded James Harden for him, right? Like a guy who was almost leading the league in assists. Is he leading the he league in assists right now? He was very close. He was that. very close. Yeah. But a 10-assist guy, 20-point-per-game guy. Yeah. You need more from Ben Simmons right. than eight and six, you yeah. know? And I think they expect that. To quote Nash, he said, Ben Simmons is ready to enter the second stage of his career, and hopefully we can help him take a jump. You know, I don't know what shot. that means. Those are words. Yeah, take a jump <laughs> shot. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think he does help. He does expect him to shoot the ball towards the basket and not, ju- <laughs> and not just pass, <laughs> for, for sure. Uh, and, but I think it might align. Like his return might align with Kevin Durant's return. Yeah, it might. Because, it might. Cause, yeah, Durant's obviously not playing uh, in the All-Star game when he was asked for, by Ernie Johnson yesterday, <laughs> hey, can you tell us anything about when you're coming back? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Ernie just rolled with it. I guess. Uh, I tried again know? later and he got like uh, three more uh, words out of it. Did he? Yeah, I missed that. But, but yeah, he's not. He's joining the team now. You know, they've got a couple games before the deadline. And then it's a full week after. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, we'll be dropping some hits. Our top 75 guests ever in the history of this show Whoa. during those, during those days off after the All-Star game. And, yeah, that's when I think KD could be coming back at that point, too. They've we'll lost see. 10 straight games. I know. Like, they need Ben Simmons yeah. to play right away, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Because look at this. They got the Heat this weekend in Miami. Then they play the Kings at home, the Knicks on the road. Guess what? That's still in New York City. Mm-hmm. And then they got the Wizards, the Celtics. They need Simmons to be their number one guy right away. Mm-hmm. So good luck to him. Mm-hmm. Who do you have for a, a winner of the trade deadline? Joel Embiid is my winner of the deadline. Kind of similar to Ben Simmons' task because you're right. Like He could have easily gone to Sacramento or Indiana or Minnesota. Those were kind of like the big names rumored for Ben Simmons, but now he's playing for a championship. The question with Joel Embiid was um, are the Sixers wasting a year of his prime? Now he's playing with the best player he's ever played with and has a real shot at winning the championship this year and in a super great chance at winning the championship next year. I think it's going to be tough to figure out the fit with Harden right away. I think it's going to be kind of imperative that Doc Rivers 
staggers their minutes so that Harden can have a chance to cook all on his own and Joel Embiid can have a chance to cook all on his own. Those are guys that want the ball every single time down the court. And we've seen Harden has had some tricky fits with uh, post players in the past, not to mention Embiid's got to figure out how to be a role guy alongside James Harden. That being said, I think they figure it out pretty easily. The question with Harden is, is he going to be able to dish the ball? Is he going to be able to fit in with others? And he always, always fits in with others. It might take a little bit, but they'll be good eventually. And for Embiid, he's got to be thrilled, man. Like, he could have just been having his best season of his career. He's leading the league in scoring. He's probably going to win MVP. He's the healthiest he's ever been, and it could have been for literally no reason. It could have just been waiting until the summer for a trade, but now he's got a guy in Harden who's going to be a great running mate alongside him. So, yeah, the the Sixers look scary. Not to mention they were able to keep Fiebel. They were able to keep Maxi. They kept their young guys. Pretty impressive stuff. You would agree with this? I know we did 30 minutes or so on it yesterday, and we were all pretty high on both sides of this. Yeah. You know, like this felt like a win-win type of deal uh, for the Sixers and the Nets. But do you agree with what Trey's saying when it comes to Embiid specifically, obviously helping his chances to win a title here? Yeah, considering the guy wasn't even playing. So now they get an all-star talent and it should fit it should work because this is the sort of thing that Joel Embiid needs is another guy who can actually go out there and get his own and score and he can give you the 30 or the 40 or 50 point night so it should be great for Philadelphia but but we'll wait and see <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean that that's why I've chosen uh, for my winners the Milwaukee Bucks because for two reasons the Bucks made a really nice little move in getting Serge Bucker I think and you saw that last night they desperately need that interior presence against the Phoenix Suns DeAndre Ayton feasted on them uh, largely on Chris Middleton and Wes Matthews not necessarily on Giannis but they need they don't want Giannis having to work so hard on both ends anyway get to that in a minute but the reason I choose Milwaukee as well is because two teams that they could face in the playoffs maybe one maybe both on paper got stronger. Yeah. But we've still got to see this play out. Yeah. And both teams have a sort of weakness or a vulnerability with the guys that they added. You've you've kind of got the opposite. You've got a guy who can score a ton, doesn't play a lot of defense, versus a super defender <laughs> who has questions on the offense. Yeah. But they also both have playoff demons. You know, James Harden has had really good playoff games, but he's probably more known for having playoff flameouts as yeah. well. Ben Simmons, again, referencing that Hawks series last year, Ben Simmons destroyed the Hawks in Game 3, and they lose in 7, largely because he wouldn't shoot. So, in theory, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you're looking at the Eastern Conference, you go, the Heat are absolutely a threat. The Sixers and the Nets are both, in theory today, on paper, no question a threat. But they've only got 30 games or so here to figure out how to get this all to work. Mm -hmm. And you've got, if you're Brooklyn, again, you've got injuries to Kevin Durant, he's got to get over that. Uh, uh, Ben Simmons just got to get himself into game shape and Kyrie Irving might not even be playing on some of those games if they were to to get in the series so that's a problem yeah so if you're the Bucks right now you're going they might be stronger but they've got to prove it first we've got the we're the champions we've won it they've got to come through us we've got the continuity we've been together a long time I mean uh, Giannis and and Chris Milton been together forever and Drew Holiday this is only his second season but he's already been through the battles with those guys Mm -hmm. so I think Milwaukee thinks Yep, they could be good, but we'll take our chances against both those teams right now. Yeah. Well, it felt like three teams in the league yesterday sort of had that mentality. The Bucks, well, actually four if you really want to include the Miami Heat in this discussion, mm. but the Bucks and the Heat in the East, and then the Warriors and the Suns in the West, like as in teams that are just like, we'll tinker around the edges, we'll try and improve our teams, but we're pretty happy with our core and our chances to go very far and, and win a title. But mm. yeah, I guess you could push back, are the Bucks winners or losers? Because losers, like you said, maybe like, oh, two teams that are going to be battling now. 
did get better in yeah, theory. In theory, in theory. That, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, because you, you know the Bucks have proven it to us. We know yeah. that they can overcome some stuff in the playoffs. Not just last year. In other years, they've had those those brutal losses, but they're stuck with that core. And now these other teams are like, you've got to figure things out. And that usually takes time, more than half a season. It's rare that a team makes a huge trade during the season yeah. and then goes on to win a yeah, championship. I think that's why Trey said he likes the Sixers' chances to win a title more next season right. than maybe right. even this season. Right. But. I mean, there, it has happened in the past, but it's rare. And especially when you look at who both uh, Philadelphia and Brooklyn would have to go through just to get there. Again, Miami, Chicago, and Milwaukee are all very, very strong teams. Mm-hmm. The insane part is that the Nets or the Sixers maybe both not making a conference finals. That's in play. Mm-hmm. 100% in play, uh, which would be a disappointing year, I would say, no matter who's on this squad. Yeah, the East got juicy Yeah, uh, because, yeah, we didn't even mention the Bulls really in that conversation. So the Bulls, Heat, Bucks, yeah, Sixers, Celtics, uh, the Raps want to fight, the Cavs want to fight. Yeah. Uh, and and the, uh, yeah, the Celtics are saying hello. We want to play yeah. too. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of teams there that, yeah, it's going to be uh, a blast once we get through that. Even the play-in tournament. Even the play-in tournament. I'll say it. I'll yeah, say it. Yeah, the Nets are looking good in the play-in tournament. Yeah. They should yeah. win it. It, it, is, it is. Yeah, I mean, they're only two and a half back of uh, – Six-seeded wraps, but yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> it's Imagine it's less though. it's less than thirty games. I mean, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to all them all their guys come back, it'll be like twenty. Two games, yeah. probably. But imagine they do make the playing tournament one game, and it's at home. Yeah, and Kyrie can't play. play. Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you? How much blame do you put on Kyrie Irving for the Nets imploding here and Harden wanting out? I, I don't think it helps. Um, yeah. because coaches uh, and teams always talk about everyone's got to be on the same page. And Kyrie wasn't. Yeah. Kyrie was on, oh, sorry, I'll play when I feel like it. That That's really what it came down to. You know, Kyrie's like, I hope things change. I'm holding out for hope. Well, there's hope and there's you can actually do something about it. And mm-hmm. he chose not to. So I don't think it was, it, it, it was a situation that was already a little bit dicey, yeah. made even worse. Yeah. And it's funny because you see a lot of people saying like, who's under more pressure here to perform? Harden, you know, needs like a big, big playoff performance in a couple series here and to go far. I get that. You know, Ben Simmons, of course, Jesus, like this guy, like a shell of a former player. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh, can he even shoot the basketball? What's he going to do at the free throw line? So he's under pressure. But I actually think of all the players involved in these like elite teams here in the Eastern Conference, to me, it's Kyrie is actually under the most pressure. But the ironic part is he could care less, it feels like. Exactly. Doesn't right. care. You know, where maybe these other guys, you know, Durant's obviously chasing a le- legacy type thing and all that. And B's trying to get his first title. Like tons of pressure there. So is Kyrie, but he doesn't care. It's, yeah. It's, right? And that's why, to me, Harden has taken some knocks on this for sure. He pouted his way out as two straight teams in two straight seasons by, like, gaining 20 pounds overnight. How do you do it? <laughs> Literally, how do you do that? I don't understand, but it's more so on Kyrie to me because exactly what you're saying. Kyrie's got a title. Kevin yep. Durant has two titles. Yep. Who's the big three guy that didn't have a title? It's James Harden. He came here to say, hey, I'm going for this. Let's all try and win a title. And then suddenly Kyrie Irving's not there for half the season. You've heard it a lot on other places. That's not what James Harden signed up for. He's now carrying a worse team than he was trying to carry when he was with Houston, trying to carry him to a championship. So, I mean, not the greatest way to handle it. Luckily, he did not make a formal trade request. Otherwise, (laughs) a dead giveaway that he wanted out of there. That being said, I think Kyrie and James Harden should share at least equal blame on the way Mm. things went down in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the Nets offered Harden that big extension and he turned it down mm-hmm. after getting out of Houston to go to a team to play with Kevin Durant, you know, that's like when Kyrie said, I don't want to play with LeBron anymore. It's like, don't players want to play with superstars? I mean, Kevin Durant's the top two or three players in the league if you could play with, and that wasn't good enough for him. So he's, again, informally 
requested a trade. Yeah, but I, I've heard this uh, comparison made before on other podcasts. I do sort of like it. It's like Harden's like, oh, wow, KD's having a party and is inviting me over. That's my guy. I'm going to go kick it with him. Like, he goes over. And then he finds out, like, this oh, place is dead anyways. Man, and, like, and then, like, who's this other buddy of yours? I don't like this uh, old eight toes. What's with his feet here? <laughs> eight right? toes is Well, you know what I mean. I'm just yeah, kidding. The first guy that popped in my head because yeah, he's got eight yeah, toes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, you're not vibing with that guy as much anymore. You came here for KD. Yeah. And this guy's, like, sort of, uh, you know, he's like, mm. what's he doing in the corner? He's burning sage and stuff yeah. like that. Imagine if that on? was the report. It was from Joe Varden, right, that he said uh, yeah. James Harden saw Kyrie Irving lighting <laughs> sage in the locker room, and he looked at him like he had three heads. What if it was... It looked at him like he had eight, eight toes. toes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, look, eight toes does get a bit annoying when he's drunk, but he's always at the party. So, yeah, uh, so mine, yeah, right. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I still call him hot dog. <laughs> Who are we gonna this say? guy's got eight toes. You've got skinny feet, KD. <laughs> These are gross. I'm gross. Out Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, all right, some other winners of the NBA trade deadline. It feels like there was lots, actually, to pick from, if I'm being honest. Um but I'm going to go with two, two, I guess more minor ones compared especially to the Sixers and Nets and, and even in the Bucks. But the race for the 10th spot in the Western Conference uh, <laughs> this last week. Oh, it's big time. Got a little juicy with the moves <laughs> that the Pelicans did. Very aggressive. Win now move. Getting McCollum. Uh, who knows if and when Zion's coming back. That's exciting. So they're there. And then the Kings with what they did. Now they're a couple games back uh, of you know the Pelicans and Blazers and stuff like that right now. But there's a lot of time left to get that back in there. They did their obviously big move, getting Sabonis. We liked what we saw from him in in one game. Uh, the Fox and Ox combo with uh, Davion Mitchell getting more burn there, uh, getting some uh, minutes beside Fox. So I just like that they're these teams are going for it, definitely. Now, some people are gonna say, why? <laughs> why would you be going for? one or two more games you're not going to be winning a series against the freaking Suns or Warriors for crying out loud so uh, good on you but in but the Kings yeah, case yeah. they just want to get in exactly. there any sort yeah. of taste and it was you know so I have that as a winner there. yeah no, and, and that's, nice that's the thing when you haven't been to the playoffs forever the Kings just need that playoff hope they need that play in tournament something to extend beyond the regular season and to play meaningful games meaningful, yeah. in March and April because yeah. they just haven't for so long and the Pelicans again for where their season started to where it is now it's like okay there's something to build on here there's something to, to show that this is uh, a place that maybe Zion and CJ and Brandon Ingram can do something next season so you're right they're, they're obviously not going to beat the Suns or Warriors but any sort of hope experience and opportunity to sell a few more tickets I think is good for those franchises people laugh at incremental progress but it's not bad like literally look at what happened with the Grizzlies they yeah. finished ninth in the 1920 season they got into the play-in tournament it didn't work out the next year they're back again they get into the real playoffs we see a huge game from John Morant and suddenly this guy might is an MVP candidate hmm. in his third season. It matters to play in games that actually yeah. matter, which is huge if you're the Kings and everybody on their roster has never played an important game, except right. for DeMontis Sabonis. He comes in, he's the best player, and he says, hey, let's go and win a 10th seed. I'm experienced winning the 10th seed. Let's <laughs> right. go for it. You got to go for it sometimes. Maybe it's not the best long-term move, but it was weird when the when the Kings had three-point guards anyways. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they didn't go overboard. They exactly. weren't like giving away tons of first round picks and stuff like that. You know, Halliburton, look, he could be an amazing player. He could be four, five, six time all star. Who knows? Uh, and I like what the Pacers did, by the way, too. I have them, you know, as a small winner. I like all the moves they did and sort of like resetting, keeping Turner, though, blowing it up, so to speak, and leaning into the tank and all that. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Trey. It's like, as long as you don't go crazy and you're like, whoa. 
like you when you think you're maybe better than you are it's like that exactly. incremental progress is totally fine and Sabonis is under contract for a couple of years here you obviously have Fox you've got other pieces they moved Bagley you know mm-hmm. fine Dante DiVincenzo coming I like that so good move here by both the Pelicans I think and the Kings to make things interesting my other winner the Celtics back to the Eastern Conference um I liked that they did something for once we didn't have a deadline where it was like ooh Danny Ainge man he was close he was close to like two or three real big blockbusters he almost did it he didn't but he thought about it uh, and instead they're not blockbusters but they sent Josh Richardson Romeo Lankford a top four protected 2022 first round pick so it's a nice pick then there's a pick swap I think later on in the future to the Spurs for Derek White that's the real piece there I love it uh, this combo guard I think slots in perfectly I think it's actually oddly similar to we talked about the Raptors getting Thaddeus Young and how it's like, yep, that just makes sense. He's going to come in, fits their identity to a T. I think the same could be said with Derek White and the Celtics team. He needs to get better at hitting a three mm-hmm. and a little more consistent on his jump shot and stuff like that. But what he does defensively, him and Smart are going to be a terror, mm-hmm. a terror on any team. And you just pair him with Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart. He's played with them in Team USA back in 2019. They lost. Obviously played for Udoka. <laughs> That's true. I hate that team. I the hate Celtics. that 2019, oh, the, world, the 2019 World Cup. Anybody that played for that team is trash to me. Because <laughs> it was such a, a devastating Miles loss. Turner, Derek White, Chris Middleton. Plum Dog. Marcus it? Smart, Plum Dog, Jason, Jalen, Greg Popovich. Hmm. Trash. Uh, uh, see, they got to Australia. Australia brought him uh, down. That's right, that's right. But for the Celtics, you know, he's got experience. Derek White came up with uh, Udoka there as an assistant in the San Antonio Spurs. I like it. And then they got Tice as well. He comes back. Um, Schroeder is gone. Yeah. Freedom is gone. And uh, I thought they had a pretty good little deadline here, um, especially with Derek White coming in here under contract. I like it. What do you think? Yeah, I think Derek White uh, is better than what they else uh, had at point guard. So I think that's good for them. And, uh, yeah, when you add in Jalen Brown as defender as well on that team, that's three guys yeah. who can really, really defend. So uh, in the middle, Tice, he's been there before. He's a weird big. He's not a true big, but he can spread the floor and hit that three. But he's not going to take too long to get back into their system there. So... Not bad here for the Celtics, who have quietly routed off six winnable games in a yeah, row, but yeah. uh, that's not bad for them because they're six games over 500 now, Tassie. So uh, mm-hmm. what's, are they going to drop six in a row no. now? No? No, they're, Scott, and they're not going to lose again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're beating bad teams, but they're they're doing a good job doing it. And yeah, now their bench is for real. Uh, you know, they've been starting Marcus Smart, the Jays, Al Horford, and Robert Williams during this run. Now you've got... Great Derek White, Daniel Tice, and Grant Williams as your three guys off the bench. Yeah, Derek White's going to be tough uh, to play against. Um, I, this was our one mistake yesterday when we were going through all the trades. We I, I wonder, why are the Spurs taking Josh Richardson for Derek White? Right. Well, and we forgot to include the pick. That's yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a first-round pick. The Spurs... If there's one team that's not really jumping into the play-in tournament head first, they're saying, uh, you know, more space for our guards, as Trey was talking about yesterday, more space for Devin Vassell and DeJounte Murray, obviously, to grow, grow, grow. Yeah. Derek White signed through 2025. So this is some long-term money that the, the Celtics are taking on. And But Spurs, it's not a massive no, deal by any means. No, yeah. no, no. But, yeah, the Spurs are deciding who their guards are of the of the future, and Derek White is... Yeah, I mean, DeJounte Murray, yeah, he's, he's surpassed him. Uh, but Celtics, yeah, they got, they're strong now. They're strong. Um, yeah, so, and they have options. If Marcus Smart isn't working out, if they want to go to a two guard system, yeah. Any other NBA trade deadline winners, little mini ones that you want to pepper in here? Us. 
us as in no dunks the classic uh, factory no or dunks, us as, as in, in basketball fans, fans both yeah okay because it was that, a great deadline it was and the way it just all sort of came together a couple of little ones the big big one came oh, even in. i would say like not just the deadline day but like as the yeah. starting earlier in the week all the yeah, little yeah, deals yeah, coming yeah. through there it was fantastic yeah and then you get a couple to end it as well so it was like a big meal you know a few little appetizers the big meal and then a nice little dessert at the end so uh <laughs> Great. Okay. I hadn't really thought about it that way. That Derek White was dessert. When you put it cool that way. nickname, actually. Yeah. <laughs> dessert. Dessert. Dessert Derek. <laughs> but it would have to be, yeah, what would, like a guy named Dessert would have to be, obviously like a sweet game. Michael yeah. Sweetney. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody that like, yeah. I like the idea of like, just closes it out too, you know, yeah, not like Derek hits White. cluck shots. <laughs> yeah, uh, any other winners you want to throw in here? Ah, we're good. Let's, okay. let's get in. Let's crap was, it, was this the biggest trade, Harden and Simmons? Is this like the biggest, most league-changing trade since Pau Gasol? Pau Gasol to the, from the Grizzlies, Grizzlies to, to the Lakers. Lakers. They went to the finals that year, won the next couple. Has to be. Yeah, this seems super Has impactful. This seems like a TSN turning point for the NBA. Mm. Mm. Harden's involved in a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> right? is. Uh, well, let's get to trade deadline losers. Tass, who's your big one? Well, the Lakers uh, didn't make a move. So that was unexpected. It, we all expected them to do something. something. I mean, they're struggling. They come into this, uh, this, this trade deadline, as we said earlier in the week, when we had another good show, did some good numbers. It was called the Lakers limping into the trade deadline. They absolutely, uh, they're not doing well. People are reveling in it. People revel in the Lakers not playing well. And I just want to bring up a clip from ESPN trade deadline coverage. It's very funny. It's Malika Andrews. She sets it up that the Lakers didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ramona Shelburne's going to start talking about it. <laughs> and, and Malika Andrews brings up nothing happened. They're going to get into the buyout season where guys are get released. And Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins they're reveling in the Lakers not making a move. Have a listen. And Wojnarowski reported that obviously the Lakers, they didn't make any deals. So now they are shifting their focus oh. to the buyout market. <laughs> Zach. Oh. Wow. I think, oh, listen, we can talk about the Lakers focus on the buyout market, but I think the more important and pressing. That's a full-on, that's a high-five, a high-five between Perkins and Jefferson, and, and a full-on chuckle. Yeah, I, I the high-five is great, man. Yeah. Like, pointing at him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, finish, let's finish this laugh off with a nice handshake. Like, let's really dig them a grave. They just love it so much. I was laughing at this yesterday when I was with my wife while watching basketball, and she said, what are you laughing at? And then I showed it to her, and she said, man... You gotta get out more. I said, this, is, this is funny it was stuff. Funny, yeah. This is hilarious stuff for us basketball nerds. You can see Malika Andrews; she's enjoying it as well. Ramona's trying to be professional. Hey, Zach Lowe, whoa boy! Hey, oh, Zach Lowe's like, whoa, I need a beer. Yeah, he gave me school teacher vibes there, Zach Lowe. Yeah, like, Professor you know, Lowe, yeah, exactly. People laughing in class, and he yeah. did not approve. Of it, so, uh, maybe because Dan, Danielle used to be a student of his. Didn't That's you? absolutely. Yeah. I actually recently saw him in a yearbook. Oh wow! <laughs> she pulled it. Zach Lowe was a social studies teacher for a year that he said he was not qualified for because it was just like just out of college. He just, gave, he just he just 
showed movies, I think is what he said. <laughs> was uh, there a uh, 10 things I do like and don't like about uh, social studies? <laughs> uh, what I don't like is people laughing at the Lakers. Don't laugh at the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I mean, they didn't make a move. They were involved in conversations about cool. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, they also were involved in conversations about Cam Reddish. <laughs> hey! He, oh, that's crazy. oh, luckily they missed it. Yeah. Luckily the camera missed it. Thankfully, uh, that was an air ball on that. High you front. guys missed that by a mile. Yeah, we, were, we almost missed the first one. Yeah. I got yanked. This table, these mics. They don't offer high fives like the ESPN set does. Anyways, uh, they're, they're, and the they, other one, John Wall. John Wall. Yeah. yeah, they didn't want to put the 2027 first round pick in. Yeah, and probably. Did they make the right move? I think so, because... The chatter was Westbrook and the 2027 first-round pick for John Wall. Because it's a little... I mean, again, another trade, Westbrook for Wall. It's a little... <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. The exact same deal. It's a little bit of a apples for apples <laughs> scenario. 100%. Plus, how does that name? improve their title chances? Yeah, plus it's the Doesn't. guy you know. And you, we saw what Westbrook did at the end of the season last year. Hopefully you get some of that juice that he had with the Wizards, where... Patrick Beverly makes fun of him this week, and maybe he just goes on a 25-game crazy <laughs> run. I, I, I think I, I don't think you want to work in John Wall when you've got Westbrook on your roster. And, and LeBron and Anthony Davis, they've been obviously not – it hasn't been a great team. <laughs> it hasn't been a great scenario. But we saw what happened with the Knicks yesterday. They go and beat the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah, they played Cam Reddish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, may, maybe. Trying to increase his value so they can trade him. Yeah. Oh, hang on. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if you want to look at it, a positive light for the Lakers, maybe Westbrook goes off. Maybe they, whatever, somehow have a good little 25-game run. The Clippers did a little bit of selling, selling Serge Ibaka. It sure seems like Kawhi Leonard isn't coming back this season. That's a team that they could easily pass here in the standings. They're only a half game back of them. Other than that, not a lot of positives, uh, but you know, maybe they can just kind of get it together a bit. I, I you know, It's got to come internally. And they didn't sell their 2027 20, pick. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. They, they, bought, they botched this last year when yep. they didn't move Taylor Horton Tucker. Specifically mm -hmm. for Kyle Lowry. Or, yeah, the buddy. Or this summer when they signed West or, or traded for Westbrook. Yeah. The buddy uh, buddy. That too. Yeah. Would they take that back? Would they rather have all those Wizards players? Probably. Because they could have Close, moved them yeah. or they would be contributing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then, yeah, Buddy Heald and Lowry could be in play and all these moves that they didn't make. It was very Danny Ainge-like. Um, but I actually think they did the right thing yesterday, now that I think about it. Not, not moving the 2027 first round pick. Again, for what? It was such a lateral move. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they're joking about buyout season. But hell, I don't know. I'd almost rather have, hopefully, Gary Harris than trading away a first-round pick for Wall. We don't even know can play. Yeah, I think it was more just to get away from Westbrook, though. Oh, as yeah. Well. So, yeah. Uh, and send him home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what Daryl Morey did with Carmelo Anthony now. He didn't have that player option, which I guess the Lakers would still be on the hook for if they were to release him. But um, I wonder if they consider it. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. But you, you're considering, like, literally saying, buy Russ, like, don't show up? I mean, they're saying that in the fourth quarter. They said that the other night in the yeah. entire game. So, you know, I mean, if they can say to Westbrook, listen, if we waive you, I mean, he would still be able to sign with another team. They would be on the hook for his salary. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers, their, their, their team does not look to me like they're anywhere near close to contending for mm -hmm. a title, even when Anthony Davis is out there and LeBron's out there. Because other than that, 
Their defense is horrific. And even their offense isn't much more than just like hopefully LeBron and Anthony can be better than the other two te- or the other three guys on the court. Yeah. I, Windhorse, the reason why people were surprised that they didn't do anything, and Windhorse brought this up, he said previous LeBron teams, like leading up to a deadline, when he starts saying, oh, we don't have it, or this isn't good, or we need to, sh-, you know, rattle the cages, I think, to use Windhorse's words. They would do something, right? They they had a huge totally. ten player trade once. They had multiple trades where like half their roster was gone. This happened multiple times, and LeBron was doing that, saying that same thing here as we uh, they had this little losing streak and we got closer and closer to the deadline. But then they didn't do anything. But the problem was, what was there to do because of their contract situations? It was Taylor Horton Tucker. It was an injured Kendrick Nunn, and it was that future future twenty seven first round pick. Yeah, a bag of beans package, to be quite yeah. honest. Except for the twenty twenty seven pick, that would have been nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. John Wall for Westbrook, probably an upgrade at this point. John Wall's a better shooter in his career than Westbrook is, but he also hasn't played very much yeah. <laughs> in the past two seasons, in the past five seasons, if we're being honest, with uh, the way injuries went there at the end of his uh, Washington tenure. But it's also kind of a little bit of an FU to LeBron, I feel like, that they didn't make a move. They're like, hey, man, you brought in Westbrook. You're the one who wanted THT over Caruso. Let's see what you got. Mm. Right. So yeah. let's see what you got. So what is the move now for the Lakers? I mean, Frank Vogel's got to be a little bit nervous at this point. Yep. Rob yes. Palinka is probably feeling a little bit nervous at this point. Not great stuff <laughs> Was for this? the Lakers. How soon before LeBron is showing up with a glass of wine and not playing? Right, mm-hmm. right. Was this photo of Rob Palinka at Disneyland real yesterday? <laughs> it couldn't be, right? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't. <laughs> I was but, dying. Uh, hopefully, yes. <laughs> I don't think it hopefully, was, yes, but I doubt it. Right. I think Polinka should be commended for not pulling uh, David Griffin with the Cavs. And David Griffin, as you said, when he was uh, you know, pushed by LeBron to make moves, emptied the cupboard. Emptied it. And the Cavs had bad years because of it. He kept that first round pick. I, I think it's a smart move in the end f- because it would have been not much of an addition mm. uh, that that pick would have got him. I, yeah, the Cavs, the Cavs gave everything away to uh, appease LeBron and there's some bad years, even though they've bounced back. So if I was uh, with Rob Palenka, I would give him a high five just like this. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, just a regular oh, high five. Went straight. Can't miss a high five. Straight. That was a layup. Though. Just a safety <laughs> one. Yeah, no I'm planning on making that. some good points here, though, so maybe we could get in like a real. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go nice. to you here. Who's your, eye uh, contact. who's your loser of the deadline, Trey? This is a tough one because I actually wanted to give the Mavs and the Wizards both losers. That to me is the worst trade that happened. Very, very weird. Bad vibes all around, I would say. When it comes down to it, though, I think you would rather be in the Mavericks situation today because two medium bad contracts seem to be easier to trade Mm -hmm. than one really bad contract. And honestly, maybe subtracting Kristaps Porzingis' vibes is enough. Similar to Cam Reddish here in Atlanta, right? Like, sometimes you just get rid of the guy that's not totally in, and things turn around. So the loser to me has got to be the Wizards, because I would be very nervous if I was a fan of the Wizards at this point. Porzingis, he was the best player in the trade when he plays. And he doesn't always play. The match match with Beal, you're like, huh, giving him space, protecting the rim. Exactly the same things you said about the match with Luka. It's great on paper, but is he going to be there? I don't know. So now the Wizards are signed up with uh, Kristaps Porzingis through the 2024 season, and they have to decide on the Beal extension this summer. So they're either building around Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis, or they're building around Kristaps Porzingis. Mm. 
that's a scary situation to be in in 2022. Did you have them on your short list here? Yes. Uh, the Mavericks were clearly just like, we just want to get rid of Porzingis. Uh, and they get back a couple of, you know, again, okay players. It's like if you go, if you got $20 and you want to break it, it's easy if you got two tens. You can break that a little bit easier than a twenty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but but for me, I guess. for the, <laughs> for, for, I mean, no one uses cash anymore. But that's how it used to be for, for the kids out there. Uh, but for the me, the the real concern here still for the Mavs is I. I mean, Luca goes for fifty one last night. But that's the problem when they come to the playoffs is he has to do so much. These other guys are going to help marginally, but I would have liked to have seen something a little more significant to say to Luca that we can actually go further this year. Right now, again, I don't really see much more than first round for the Mm -hmm. Mavericks, even as great as Luca can be. I just don't think he has enough support. Who do you have for a loser then? So I am going with the New York Knicks after an incredible victory last night on the road against the Golden State Warriors, but for the same sort of reason as the Lakers, that there was talk, there was rumours out there that maybe they're looking to make a move, move off Fournier or Kemba Walker or someone like that, even Cam Reddish who they just picked up. But it because of that Cam Reddish deal a few weeks ago that didn't lead to anything else, I don't really understand why they made it. And so to then have no other move made by yesterday doesn't seem to have improved their team at all. Julius Randle actually played last night with incredible energy. He was yeah, he's on a bit of a tiny run here, right? Getting and, back to Randle level. And, and I wonder year. if maybe you know now that the deadline has passed, there's a little bit of a relief. That there. happens. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. I, I think it does. And so, um, so, but ultimately, they've got so much work still to do here. The Knicks to get back into just the playing tournament. Uh, so their season hasn't gone well. And I think they would have liked to have made just something, just another little move here, whatever, to show that that Cam Reddish move was more than just a sort of like, uh, let's just make this trade Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's all it was. But yeah, he did play last night and he actually had some nice moves and he uh, scored a few buckets there. So uh, that was good. Will they give him some more time now? Will they just say, well, we traded for him. Let's just go out and see what he can do. Uh, A team the Knicks are chasing in the standings. I'm going to give a loser the deadline too. I think I'm in the minority here actually too. The Charlotte Hornets. I didn't love the Montrez Harrell move. I know they gave up nothing. They gave up the guy that was in Ernest Goes to Camp and Ish Smith. <laughs> but, and so that is nothing. I, I'll admit that. But I just like, I wish they had been in the market for a center for so long. That's all we talked about. And they get one in Montrez Harrell, but not the center that we were expecting or thinking that could help them because they're one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah. There's zero rim protection on mm-hmm. that team. And Montrez Harrell is not going to help there. Now, Trey said it yesterday when we were reacting to this uh, immediately. They're just leaning into like, well, let's just try and score 140 points and Montrezl Harrell can help us do that and give him minutes off the bench, high energy. I get it. But I think it would be really nice to address a weakness if you could. And I guess after Sabonis got traded, there was no move for Miles Turner. The Spurs feel like Jakob Pertl is, you know, part of their future here, at least for a little bit, a building block, I guess, as one of their uh, talented bigs with all their young guards. And then even like a Rashawn Holmes or something like maybe would have helped a little bit more. Instead, they go with Montrose Harrell and they have like, they, it's funny, they almost have like a Raptors-like team where everybody's 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", but the problem is nobody plays defense. So it works for the Raptors because everybody gets it on gets on it at that end, but the, uh, you know, the Hornets just switch across the board, but they don't stop anybody. So I was just like a, I don't know, tiny little disappointed that they couldn't get a... Um, a center that would help a weakness or really mm. like to really because I think I have the Hornets like they're going to be in the play-in tournament I think they've fallen back to earth here I think teams start taking the season a little more seriously now so defense starts getting played a little bit and I'm just like a little concerned about them 
you know, going down a little bit in the rankings after a very hot start. Yeah, well, they've lost six in a row too here, so uh, yeah. they're right at 500, and I think that's... And a- classic timing with Gordon Hayward. He's yeah. injured now. Yeah. That, that always happens, yeah. and he's important to their team, but that's now uh, with the ankle. What's the update on that? How serious uh, is that? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. what do you think? Are you guys fans? I know, I feel like a lot of people were like, oh, Montrose Harrell for nothing. Good. That's a name I know. Well, yeah. That means that's what I think the general consensus was out there. Yes, it would have been nice to have somebody protecting the rim. The couple names you threw out there, uh, Rashawn Holmes not really a rim protector. Miles no. Turner, it's interesting what the Pacers are doing. It wasn't that long ago they said fire sale, uh, and they gave away two of their players, or they traded two of their players in Karis LeVert and Demont Sabonis, but I guess they just didn't get an offer for Miles Turner because I yeah. think he still will be on the board uh, come the offseason. But, uh, you know, they, they got a great guard potential in, in Tyrese Halliburton, and I guess they didn't want to – do that with James Booknight or something to that nature with the Charlotte Hornets. I, I think I think they were out there trying to get somebody who could help on the defensive end because Montrezl Harrell is at least is going to catch the ball and and score a little mm-hmm. bit because that uh, doesn't happen sometimes with Mason Plumley. This is true. Uh, also, slip in the Rockets. I can't believe they didn't trade Eric Gordon. Mm. <laughs> like, Respect. yeah, that's insane. Him, His yeah. value has never well over the last couple seasons never been higher than it is right now, and. I just amazed that they didn't get a pick, first round pick, two second round picks, anything for him. Will that still be there come the summer? Probably. Maybe it will. Maybe they don't will. really care though. They've no. got a lot of picks coming in, and that's kind of as well how I feel about Charlotte. Like, why trade a first round pick for Miles Turner, who's going to be a free agent after next summer? You lose him maybe next year, maybe you woo him, but if he was so good, maybe Indiana's defense would be better than twenty fifth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why trade a first round pick when you're still? A little bit ahead of schedule. Montrez Harrell's a good innings eater uh, during the regular season, <laughs> yeah. and that's what matters for the Hornets. They're not going to win the championship. They're just trying to make it to the 10th seed. Yeah, but with the Rockets, you like I have heard some people say, why do they need another pick? Well, that's sort of silly where they are right now. You, you get The more picks you get, the better, not only for chances at maybe drafting a player, but also you can pair them up and move up in a draft. Oh, here's two of our picks. Now we'll move up 10 slots for someone we really like. So I'm just shocked that he's still there. Um, and I don't believe, you know, he's not going to be a bio guy or anything like that with his contract. No. I know. So Houston just decides, yeah, we like him. We like him around our young guys. And probably that's the case here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a vet and help uh, just help these guys like figure out the league and the, the uh, day in and day out. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reps. Yeah. That's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, just being around a veteran uh, <laughs> to help the young guys understand what the league's all about. Yeah, what's the word for it? Yeah, it's one of those things. You know? <laughs> the ropes. Like, sure. learn the ropes. Learn the ropes, sure. I saw a video of Kevin Porter Jr. ordering from the concession stand during a game. Yeah. So you can see why they would keep Eric Gordon around. <laughs> they need. A, they literally need a veteran there. They sent John Wall home. They just traded Daniel Tice. They need one guy there who's over 25 years old. Mm. Kevin Porter Jr. tried to score on his own basket last night. Yeah. See that? Didn't he, didn't he do it? I don't think it counted. Oh. It wasn't in the play-by-play like, uh, play play or whatever. Like a Raptor <laughs> was, was not after, credited with it. Yeah. Just after the buzzer? I think or? they just felt bad. <laughs> they were like, okay, don't worry. The Raptors won. Yeah, very weird. All right, so those are our winners and losers from the NBA trade deadline. Let's hear from you guys in the stream team, everybody listening later. Uh, who do you think gets the winner or loser's nod when it came to yesterday's deadline, or really trade deadline week? We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we got to get to the All-Star Draft Show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, some of the games last night and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. 
You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Back with No Dunks here in the Classic Factory Drop Podcast on a Friday. We got to talk about the 2022 NBA All-Star Draft Show last night which was pretty damn (laughs) funny uh we'll show you the teams here quickly team lebron had the first pick just like our guys tass and tk in our own mock draft version of this looking at the graphic here man why does lebron look like he's 80 years old in this photo (laughs) what the hell is with this filter anyway he's got Giannis. he's got steph derozan the joker luca darius garland who everybody wanted their hands on Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, Fred Van Vliet, and uh, James Harden. Oh, in the last. Sixers jersey. Nice. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. As for Team KD, Durant drafting his team, not playing in the game. Also looks old. Yeah, he does. It must be this weird filter. Um, we got Joel Embiid, John Morant. There he is. Jason Tatum, Trey Young. Andrew Wiggins was, um, well, I guess him and Trey were technically the last player selected from the starters pool. Devin Booker going first. In the reserves, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, uh, DeJounte Murray, excuse me, Chris Middleton, LaMelo Ball, and Rudy Gobert. Um, so, yeah, a <laughs> couple, couple questions, Trey. You can get us started here. I mean, I got three, really. <laughs> was this the best all-star draft show ever? And what was the biggest surprise to you? And ultimately, then, who drafted the best team? The all-star draft is awesome. <laughs> it's good every single year. It's funny no matter who's in it, um, whether it be Giannis or Curry or Durant alongside LeBron, because it's always LeBron holding it down as the rock. Yep. Last night's no doubt was the best ever. Happening on trade deadline day, like right around the same time filming-wise, we found out, 
as when the actual James Harden trade <laughs> went down, and he's sitting there waiting to be drafted by the guy who he just left. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Like, it was so, so funny. Um, obviously, the best moment of it was right at the end. <laughs> Kudos to all of us that it actually came down to a choice for Durant between Rudy Gobert and James Harden, just like it did here on our yeah. show. That was hilarious <laughs> to me. Obviously, Durant goes with the size. I love that. <laughs> Gotta go with the size. I need that defense on the interior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he picks Rudy Gobert. That leaves LeBron with James Harden. They're just finishing their draft, having some chats. And LeBron, with an incredible setup. We know the guy loves his assists, and this is one of the best of his career. Hey, so, uh, is he healthy? <laughs> what do you mean? James, uh... You know, is he is he playing? That fed seemed to me like a fed line. Like mm. somebody fed him that line because <laughs> it was too good. Because of course Barkley comes in over the top right away. Oh, he got traded. He's healthy now. <laughs> Brings the house down. Even Kevin Durant, stone faced <laughs> oh, yeah. the whole night. He was looking like LeBron in Game Six against the Boston yeah. Celtics until that moment. He could not. <laughs> he couldn't hold even it in. hold it. LeBron covers his face with the clipboard. Incredible, incredible mm. stuff. This was so, so funny. Um, I guess the biggest surprise to me is how much I liked it. Oh. Yeah. I rewatched the All Star draft. I was yeah. like, I gotta see this again. Yeah. I can't forget all of wow. these beats. <laughs> uh, who drafted the best team? LeBron. Mm. He's got a cheat code, though. LeBron's always on his team. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He has five MVPs in his starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, KD gave him Luca there at the, to start the reserves, which was an interesting maneuver. Right. Yep. Ta- you mean taking Booker and then yeah. Yeah, leaving Luca available? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think, Lee? Again, of, of all those questions that I asked, TK, you're you loving it just as much as he was. Yeah, I. Uh, it was one of those ones. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if this is going to be all that funny. But the fact that you had LeBron, who I would have thought would have been the one in a bit of a surly mood. That's what we maybe expect. Yeah, he was having the time of his life there. He was rolling with the punches, throwing in jokes. He was really enjoying it. And Kevin Durant, whether he was playing a character or he's just a bit grumpy, a bit of both. I yeah, think a bit I think of both. both. He held that character pretty strong until right at the end, where he kind of had to concede like yeah this is funny now let's yeah. have some jokes but the way that he did deliver that last pick by basically just saying you know as if it's like strategy I need a big really when he's just saying there's no fucking way I'm picking <laughs> James Harden and I want him to be the last guy on the board because of what he's yeah. just done for us I thought that was really really good so uh, yeah enjoyable stuff I mean we've talked about we want it to be right before the game on the court sometimes and just go you know you 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 and you yeah. but if they can keep it like this this level of engagement <laughs> as far as you know when you're watching it you're like this is great there's drama this, yeah, exactly. there's somehow exactly. drama in this and there's thing. a bit of tension there and Barkley's all sort of having jokes and poking everyone and LeBron and Durant I mean they're competitive still so it was uh, it was really really well done KD is the perfect comic foil to yeah. LeBron who's definitely he's done this before I yeah. don't, not that KD hasn't either but just like he just he looks so angry yeah. so disgruntled <laughs> I think he's putting it on a little bit um, but it works perfectly with LeBron uh, being more goofy and trying to get his jokes in it's like it wouldn't work if it was two lebrons doing that you know what i mean of that it's not as funny uh this way it's amazing it was yeah Yeah. it's like they're cutting a wrestling promo i mean he he (laughs) was like he's not messing around you know when it first uh was proposed it it wasn't on television in 2018 the draft was not on tv and now I would worry, look, in 2019, 2020, that they'd cut out the good parts. You know, like sometimes celebrities control what the hell is going on in, mm-hmm. in the final cut. And maybe 
Kevin Durant wouldn't want to be asked about James Harden. But the league is, you know, so far into the the WWE UFC kind of, you know, sphere where they're just like, all right. I mean, everything's going that way. Uh, so it's like, just let it rip. Yeah. Uh, I was actually just going through footage for our top 75 guests. I asked Adam Silver about this in 2018. Hey, why is it not on TV, Adam Silver? What's going on? He goes, he goes it's our first year. It's going to get better. And it did get better. Yeah. You guys gotten better every single year. And, uh, yeah, they just allow Ernie and Chuck to rip. And they show <laughs> oh, every yeah. single minute of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's like one of the few times that you actually get to hear – the best players in the league talking about the yeah. other best players in the league and they're choosing who they want to be running alongside. So I don't know. It's just, it's super funny to me. Like, yeah, I think Durant is the perfect mix, but like LeBron and Giannis was great. LeBron and Curry was great. Yeah. LeBron's carrying it, man. Mm. LeBron knows what he's doing. He's drafting the best team. He's setting everybody else up for these great lines. So incredible stuff. And Barkley's like obviously a key component of it because he will say whatever yeah. to all of these guys. Yeah. And he can say it because he's Barkley. Yeah. 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 And they let it breathe like they allow for silence because after the rudy gobert and the james harden scenario uh they i mean there was just like nothing there was it was dead air but it was great yeah and because it got awkward and that's when lebron <laughs> uh, came in like it could have been if if it was a uh, an unseasoned host ernie could have said all right we got to go to break yeah or whatever right, right. Uh, but he allowed it to breathe and that's when lebron said hey is uh james hurt and then, you know, there's the Chuck line. So they, they allow the, the, you know, the vets. It could have used some more running to the board. Uh, <laughs> no, but, no. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're just looking at the board. No, they were the killing. Time. I like that part. Um, I, I do like, you know, the, like we're obviously everybody's focusing on the hilarity of uh, Harden going last there and Katie not wanting to pick him and all that. That's great. That's gold. Uh, but it is. You slipped it in there, Trey. I love finding out, like, who these star players also just love. Players love Devin Booker. That is guaranteed. They also are extremely high on John Morant and Darius Garland. They like these young, Mm -hmm. exciting guys. Even DeJounte Murray uh, going maybe a little higher than some people thought. I guess KD wanting him. Like, Durant wanted Garland, too. He he looked legitimately pissed off. Like, somebody had, like, like, uh, told LeBron that he was going to be drafting him, and Mm -hmm. LeBron was just trying to screw him over. Again, you never know with KD how much he's leaning into this weird bit as this curmudgeon, but uh, he wanted him, and uh, it was awesome. I love finding that part out, too. Just like our fantasy drafts when someone scoops you, you know? You're like, oh, that guy, he took my guy. Well, let's, uh, J.D., I think you have both rosters uh, on one page just for everybody in the stream team here, and I want to hear from everybody watching right now who drafted the better team. We got TK's uh, answer to this. He thinks it's LeBron, and fair enough. Um, What about you, though, Lee? Is there a case to be made here that Durant's done better? (laughs) (laughs) Of course there's a case to be made. Uh, I I would go with Team LeBron because he's got Giannis, though, so... uh, uh, but yeah, it shouldn't be a blowout. It should be a fairly close game. Uh, I usually favor the team with the most internationals, and okay. it's not LeBron with three. It's actually Team Durant there with four. One is a bit of a surprise, but uh, you forget he's an international, but he is. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Dominican, um, right, born. Right, right, You've got right. the Canadian Andrew Wiggins, uh, <laughs> right. Cameroon Joel Embiid, and the Frenchman Rudy Gobert. So, uh, <laughs> right. Why do you there. go with the international? Well, just because I'm an international. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the way it is. Mm. Uh, yeah, Tass, what do you think of the actual breakdown and, and where everybody was selected or biggest surprise stuff? I'm like going with old man Braun. It's like they use the that old app filter, you know, that people, not, not the filter that old app, it makes you look 30 years older or 40 years older on Braun, but it's more like 10 years older on him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Where you look, you look you, it's just the the wrinkles are highlighted. Yeah. But I think the team is, is uh, yeah, incredible. He takes it so seriously. He's got a damn clipboard and he's yeah. writing it down. At some point, he's like, okay, we need this on our team. And so it's amazing. 
Yeah. But you know, once you win the, once you get that streak going, like you know, he doesn't want to lose. Like you know, he wants to finally end as like whatever, five and zero, six and zero, seven and zero as the All Star captain for sure. Like how many All Star games has he even lost? I'd love to know uh, that. Like not ones where they drafted, but I mean, he's what eighteen or is this his eighteenth? Jesus, anyway, is that yeah, it's been around a long time. Holy uh, year nine, year so he 19. must have lost a couple of yeah, those, but yeah, not yeah. as captain. Yeah, he's. Uh, you could see him coaching Bronny with that clipboard. You know, you could see <laughs> yeah. him on a sideline. Yeah. Is that what you and uh, our buddy Grish do on on your team? Uh, clipboards? clipboards? No, no, we're Keeping... not there yet with our six year old basketball practice. <laughs> right, he's diagramming plays for them. <laughs> no, it just all what we're we doing is yelling here? dribble. Dribble and pass. That's all we're yelling. <laughs> Good. Keep those, it those simple. And keep your hands up on D. There's a lot of that. Don't reach. Don't reach. Uh, all right. Let's get to Hold some. Hold on. One, one oh, last moment yeah, that yeah. I thought was great from this was afterwards they're talking about like the top 75 get together that they're going to be having in Cleveland. And yep. obviously Shaq is there. And he was talking about how he wasn't able to be there for the 50 greatest players uh, because he had a broken, broken leg fo- at yeah, the time. Yeah. Uh, and he, so he's excited to be there. He's like, I think I lived up to my. Uh, potential you know <laughs> growing up i just wanted to play like john concat oh, yeah. david robinson <laughs> and patrick ewing and barkley's like i'm sorry you said you wanted to be john concat <laughs> but then he had a great response right away he's like yeah you know how much money you got <laughs> yeah he's like yeah. look john concat is a nice guy and a good basketball player but I have a hard time believing Shaquille O'Neal wanted yeah. John Conkett. <laughs> John so Conkett. <laughs> Very weird. And he led with it, too. <laughs> first name. I always want to be like John Conkett. Oh, I always want to be like funny. John Conchar. Can't wait yeah. for somebody to say that. Fun name to say. And it's like those guys know everything about each other, so it's nice when something fresh pops in. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, they're like, yeah, whoa, exactly. we've never heard you say what? this. John yeah. Conkett. Uh, well, well, Charles Barkley said that his favorite player to te- uh, teammate to play with was Mike Jaminski as well yes. so you know it's like <laughs> these guys have some weird little connections to dudes. <laughs> do you think we're gonna see them all out there and they're bringing back the jackets like uh, we did for the 50th anniversary i don't think doing? so I, d- I doubt it you don't think, uh, i don't think they're gonna put the dudes in the sweaty jackets again because it's just uncomfortable if you're one of those guys you know well it's only the dudes playing in the game yeah, so that, that well yeah yeah I, I i don't think so because i just don't think they do that again okay we gotta give them something yeah we're just not sure just a hat. <laughs> Here you go. Put your hat on. Thanks. Cool yeah, like, like it's draft night all over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, last night's games. Just quickly here. Luka Doncic. He scored 28. In the first quarter, 51 total. Mavs topped the Clippers 112 to 105. And then the Mavs also did a move yesterday. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about a trade. They agreed to a four-year, $52 million contract extension with Dorian Finney-Smith, DFS. So, you know, the game and that contract extension what do you think Luca against the Clippers is always a delight uh, he loves playing against the Clippers and so um, 51 I don't know it didn't seem wild it's his career uh, high but yeah it is career high I was expecting a 40-ish I wasn't expecting a 51-ish has he not gone for 40 plus against the Clippers like seven times or something like if you count the playoffs on seems like a lot I think it's a lot yeah uh, and, and I know people are too jazzed about the uh, Spencer Dinwiddie edition and the Davis Bertans edition, but I don't know. I guess I guess I'm just high. I've been high on Spencer Dinwiddie for a long time, and sometimes the idea of Spencer Dinwiddie is better than what what actually happens on the floor. Mm-hmm. But what Lee said earlier, they need scoring, and so if he comes off the bench and uh, knocks down shots, I mean, it's a really small team, and they're playing. You know, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba is now coming off the bench, and Marquise Chris is their sort of their three man big rotation. But they're going with 
small guys to spread the floor. Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock are their forwards. And Dorian Finney-Smith, it's a trade piece, <laughs> even even if it doesn't work out. He's been so, so, so good for them. I'm not saying they're trading him, but no, if they, they have him. to, if they have to, they can. It's a it's a tiny contract. It's an undervalued contract. You actually saw Bob Vulgaris, who used to work for the Mavs, on Twitter saying, I wanted to write something about uh, how Dorian Finney-Smith's value is probably like $17 million, and he gets signed for this 13 mil. Mm-hmm. And it's a, yeah, a good value for them, and they're, they're setting themselves up well for another move down the road to get that second star. Uh, that Kristaps Porzingis was not. He, right. It just has not worked out, and I think the cloud being lifted uh, from that Kristaps Porzingis debacle, the trade. It, it is. It is easier to trade. You know, if they have to move Spencer Dinwiddie or Davis Bertans, of smaller contracts. Interested to see what they do with Jalen Brunson here, and what mm. all this means uh, for his potential to stay with Dallas, because he's going to have a lot of interest mm. in theory in the summer from the Knicks, the the Pistons. I'm sure there are other teams that would like a player like that, and he's going to make some money. Oh, yeah. He's uh, going to make 18, 19, possibly 20 million. And I, I think, think it's going to come from the Mavericks. So I think they love him there, and they want to keep him. So I think they'll make it work. They, okay. they would not rather move on from him, I don't think. Uh, Suns top the Bucks 131 to 107 in a rematch of last year's NBA Finals. What do you think of that? Oh, I thought uh, in that third quarter, Chris Paul did his work early last night, uh, <laughs> sort of put this one away in that third quarter, then finished it off in the fourth. He was incredible. But really, the big story was they just force-fed DeAndre Ayton last yeah. night in the paint, uh, running pick and rolls with him and just lobbing the ball into him. And you saw the Bucks primarily, you know, were going with smaller guys, trying to front him and try to sort of outbody him. And DeAndre Ayton's game has improved. His maturity's improved. He's he understands these guys can't really stop me if I get the ball that deep in the paint I'm just going up and scoring and whether it was oops or he had a nice little uh, Patrick Ewing sort of shot there all those little uh, jump hooks he's got it all and 27 Sun- points on 12 or 14 yeah really efficient stuff and and again the Suns not just Chris Paul everyone else I think was like this is our focus go down there if Giannis is going to go in there and defend him uh, which he didn't really do then that's what they were trying to almost do, I think. So Giannis, by his standards, didn't have a great game. Uh, The Bucs kept it close enough. But the Suns, considering this last week they've beaten the Bulls, convincingly, uh, the Sixers, convincingly, in the end, closish, but they they shut the door yep. on them and against the Milwaukee Bucks now coming home after that long road trip. So super, super weak from them uh, and, and really an impressive victory last night. Yeah, any notes from this one? I just think it's smart scheduling by the NBA to put these two teams on trade deadline night because you know they ain't trading anybody that's really going to matter. So you actually get a decent matchup here, and it was great stuff by the Suns. Seven guys in double figures, yep. 19 assists for Chris Paul. Just great stuff, and you see why DeAndre Ayton is still an incredible player. Like, you can get production out of Bismack Biombo. Jalen Smith had some moments when he was still the Suns. Frank Kaminsky had a 30-point game, if I'm not mistaken. But Ayton <laughs> can, like, punish small guys, and he's getting even better at it. So he'll get a big-time deal sometime this summer, and surely the Suns will want to keep him around. Uh, unfortunate news for, uh, for Milwaukee from this one, Bucks guard Pat Connaughton broke his finger in his right hand his shooting mm. hand in the third quarter so that you know this guy plays he contributes gives Big him like 10 points per game or something like that so that that sucks for them uh and i will say in watching this one sons the offense i mean it was just like it's just an avalanche it's mm-hmm. like 30 points every quarter on this bucks team if these two teams play in the finals and everybody's healthy let's say the Suns are going to beat them like that that revenge that rematch like we were up 2-0 and we should have done this I think you just saw it in this game. They even alluded to it after. You saw, like, Monty Williams said, I didn't want to say it before the game, but, yeah, there was some truth to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to punk them and show them that we're maybe the best team in the league here. Uh, I think they would beat them. Again, 
considering all the top guys yeah. are healthy and they were to meet again in the finals, I would take Phoenix. And not just because of the record right now, but you know that that lingering taste of defeat is still there. Um, and it would be a fun series again. I wouldn't be angry with that. But mm-hmm. awesome, awesome victory, especially like you said. The Bucks switch everything. They're forced into it because of the pick and roll action, and they're like, "Just give it to Aiton. Mm-hmm. Give it to Aiton. Give it to Aiton." And you see where you really miss a Brook Lopez in that situation. Yeah. Well, a big a, dude. Some potential good news though there on the Brook Lopez front. Eric Name has an article up on the Athletic saying that he's starting to ramp up, so mm. he may be back. Um, you know exactly how long it'll take and what condition he'll be in. Who knows? But that would be really nice if right. the Bucks were to get him back. But and Serge Ibaka not playing, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Wes Matthews defending Aiton no. is not going to work. <laughs> no barbecue chicken. Uh, Heat beat the Pelicans 112 to 97. That's their fourth straight road win. So Miami looking great. And we saw CJ McCollum uh, in his Pelicans debut. And he thought, debut. <laughs> debut. How do you say it? You say it. Debut. Uh, yeah, you say debut. <laughs> Samuel debut. debut. I think he's a football player. Oh, that's Debo. All right. <laughs> uh, Debo. They call uh, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I love that there was an atmosphere in New Orleans. It seems like, you know, just like we talked about Sacramento Kings. They want to be in the play-in tournament. They are the 10th seed right now. They made a move for CJ McCollum that some would criticize. They are subjecting themselves to years of mediocrity by trading away a pick at Josh Hart and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. But it's all about Zion Williamson coming back, and hopefully there's good news on that front at some point because they desperately need their point guard back. And, yes, Zion Williamson, he's their point guard. He runs everything. Now, Brandon Ingram's been doing a good job keeping things afloat, and I think they were just trying to get C.J. McCollum going in his first game. He hit some shots, but C.J. McCollum shot 21 times, and Brandon Ingram was just uh, letting him rip. Uh, he kind of just faded to the background in this game, and and so Ingram is you know the guy that makes everything go. But it was this is a they're playing a Heat team, um, and so they were comfortable uh, allowing those shots, and Ingram I think was a little uh, comfortable allowing them as well. So it'll come around, but this season is all about Zion Williamson. I think they're in a good spot to make this play in tournament. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think the Kings. Uh, and and the Blazers who are trailing them now, and and the Spurs don't make it, but who the heck knows? Uh, so they're in a good spot. Zion, we're I don't know, 50, twenty-five games remain, twenty-four games remaining, twenty-seven. Holy cow, I can't count. Twenty-seven <laughs> games remaining. The numbers right there. Twenty-seven. I think he's got to come back. You know, within the next seven games or so, if he is going to come back, and there's so much smoke. Probably less smoke than the James Harden Ben Simmons trade, but there's smoke that he's come back. I would love to see him on the floor with these dudes because then the McCollum trade makes a lot more sense. As for Miami, do you think their big three is the most slept on big three in the league? I don't think we talk about their big three at all. And I think a part of it is because like, they've been missing one of them for mm. a good chunk of the season, but they're all back there. I'm talking Lowry, Butler, and mm-hmm. uh, Bam. Lowry had a triple double last mm-hmm. night, 14, 11, and 11. Um, it's just like when you hear big three, it's a bunch of other teams, and then you maybe, maybe think of Miami. But those three guys in a playoff series, holy crap. Yeah. They are going to be a tough out. Well, defensively, they're great. They've got the athletic big there in Bam. Jimmy steps it up in the playoffs. Yeah. Kyle Lowry, he is just so important to them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're a game and a half up, too, on the Eastern Conference leading here. They've sort of snuck in there and done that because they've been missing guys for so long. So, yeah, I mean, this is how they started the season, just uh, pounding teams on both ends of the floor. And if they are healthy, they are going to be a very, very good team. I mean, I definitely have them better than both Philadelphia and Brooklyn right now. You do? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, man, wow, the East is going to be... Be blood a blood bath. Bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. I, I know we've gotten excited about Kyle Guy, just the <laughs> just the name of him on on the Heat. I just went to the roster. I had no idea that 
Haywood Highsmith was a guy. Mm. Haywood uh, Highsmith. Hey, former what? Celtic, I think. I think he played for the Celtics. Are you telling me yeah. that he was a former Celtic? <laughs> yeah. Hey. No, he was a former that. Sixer. You just said, oh, I had six, no six, idea Haywood Highsmith is a guy. Yeah, yeah, That could be a great, like, uh, <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Uh, <laughs> like, you're like, no, guy. No, that's Kyle. <laughs> he um, could have been on the uh, celebrity game roster, hey, Haywood Highsmith. <laughs> you would have thought it was a real <laughs> guy. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The other games. Trey, take us through. Each one here. First one, John Morant, Stephen Adams lead the Grizzlies to the 132-107 victory of the Pistons. Grizzlies have beat the Pistons by 25 and by 30 this year. No surprise. Bears are cool and horses suck. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, Killian Hayes fouled out in 13 minutes. I'm not saying he's a hack, but the last time I saw a Killian this dangerous, it was on Pinky Blinders! <laughs> oh my god, here we go. Wow. This guy's working on some material, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Kuzma leads the Wizards past Kyrie Irving uh, and the Nets. Yes, he played 113-112, very, very close here. On a day the Wizards traded a bunch of players, Kyle Kuzma came through with his first career triple-double. I guess you could say... He refused us to lose much. <laughs> also, how Neto led the Wizards in scoring. I guess you could say how Nito. Ah, Ernie, Nito, stat of the night. <laughs> nice. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., 42 points. Raptors pushed their winning streak to eight straight over the Rockets. When I saw the headline, Trent has 42, I thought they meant minutes. Mm. Uh, it was points. Yeah, guy's on fire. Best yeah. Gary since Peyton, best Trent since Reznor. <laughs> Shit, I like that. Uh, and finally, finally, Julius Randle and the Knicks earn their first win of the road trip here. They hold off the Warriors. I guess Clay had a chance to uh, tie it up at the end, but came up short. Yeah, missed an open jumper that would have sent it to overtime. Bing bong, the Knicks win. Don't really have a line for this, but I bet Clay Thompson would have made it if he was a top 76 NBA player. Oh, God's ass. Wow. Okay. Nice. Oh, Are you, like, you like this new bit? Yeah, it's really good. That's that's great. <laughs> as good as your shirt, man. I love it. Yeah. Making art up here in the Classic Factory. Okay, so let's take our final break. When we come back, you got Tweet of the Night. Absolutely. We got Pick'em Results. An unfortunate result, if I'm being honest, when it comes to tasks. Uh, I was bummed. And rapid-fire fun. Don't go anywhere. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, 
Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. Hey, there's a look at those stems. <laughs> How do they feel, Lee? Really good, actually. Yeah, the weather's warmed up down here in Atlanta, so it's not too cold in the Classic Factory here this morning. Are these the first shorts you've worn in 2022? Yes, that's <laughs> correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why are you wearing a sweater on your legs? <laughs> well, that's the other reason why I stay warm. Uh, you got all that hair, yeah, man. That's nice. Yeah, so. All right. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night came in last evening after James Harden was dealt from the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets Twitter account (laughs) tweeted out a picture of James Harden um, with the caption, thank you for everything, (laughs) J. Harden 13. They tagged him. They made sure that he saw that, (laughs) that they thanked him. Why did they do that? Why? Every team does this for everything. They do it. But he just pushed his way out of the franchise. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank Thanks. you for that. Thank you. Thank Maybe you they're happier. Much. Maybe they're happier with draft picks and Ben and I think they are. Seth, I well, think they very clearly are. Then the scenario that, I mean, they thanked everybody. They also thanked Paul Millsap. Yeah, everybody does <laughs> Yeah, this is what I mean. Every, so, every um, thanks, Paul. social yeah. media channel of every team has to do this, like, oh, thanks for everything. Yeah. It just sucks. It just sucks that it's gone that way. <laughs> What do you wish they said? Fuck you, James Harden. <laughs> See you no, later. Peace. No, Deuces. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh, drop okay. an F-bomb on him, but the silence would be deafening. It's just, nah. just say nothing. Say nothing. It's, it's, it's only been like this the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Somebody somebody of the 30 teams got to got to drop the hammer. Yeah, I mean, it's a big time thank you culture these days. Oh, Are these guys going to get, is James Harden going to get like a tribute video? Is Ben Simmons going to get a tribute oh. video? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Simmons, Simmons. Well, I don't think Harden, right I don't Harden will with Brooklyn. Thank you for everything. Yeah, the guy's the I, career leader, the franchise leader in triple doubles. <laughs> is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, he is. And Russell Westbrook is the franchise triple <laughs> double leader for uh, the Wizards. The Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Thanks. You. Well, there's no uh, sarcasm font on Twitter either, right? I mean, that's so you can read it that way. That's how I did. Thank you for everything. <laughs> I don't think there was in there. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Every everything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're right. You put it on a lot of them. James Harden is that even your own name? <laughs> All right. Uh, also, a backup tweet here yeah. uh, from Robin Lopez, mm. uh, who tweeted: Salvador Dali died in 1989. <laughs> it's weird to think he may have seen the movie Predator. Just a just a just a Robin Lopez tweet if I've ever seen one. Yeah, got to throw that in there. <laughs> just uh, an oddball. But pos- possible he's bio a good Twitter. Candidate. He's a good Twitter follow. Possible bio candidate. Right. He's a member of the Orlando Magic. Yeah, yeah. 
if you didn't know. <laughs> well, who also had a good tweet yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Trey, you... you they said they basically oh. said they did their welcome to whoever it is and they acquired yeah, PJ Dozier. <laughs> cash considerations. Yeah. So they did like a welcome bowl bowl, welcome PJ Dozier, <laughs> welcome cash considerations with a big old bag yeah, of cash. And again, like I remember the Sacramento Kings doing yeah, that yeah, like yeah, years ago. Yeah. So they all do it now. It's, yeah, it's funny. funny. Yeah. It's always funny. That's for funny. sure. Like yeah. especially with the isn't there like a Photoshop of like a microphone in front of the, the bag of cash and stuff like there that? Is too? Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Good tweets. Good tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick them results from last night. I said I was disappointed because Task got it right. Yeah. The perfect month. You can throw that in your quotes. The perfect month for Tass is dead. He it's will not dead. be shooting the moon and trying to go over any longer because you had the Suns, uh, as did I. Who else had it? Lee, were you there on the Phoenix bandwagon yes. last night? Yeah, Trey was I the was only the one taking man. Milwaukee. And uh, Phoenix got it done. So I'm 6-2. and two. Lee's 6-2 and two in February. Trey falls to 4-4. Four and four, And Tass, like I said, gets that first win. Ugh, you're one and seven now. <laughs> I wanted to see somebody do I it. I know, but okay. it would have been great. I knew you weren't doing it last night. I like Phoenix. Nah, chances. I like them as well. Yeah. The revenge factor for the finals uh, tonight. We got the same scheme here. Three of us on the Boston Celtics, while the Denver Nuggets mm. visit Boston, and they are a four and a half point dog. So Trey is on them to lose by four or less, or obviously win. We are taking the Boston Celtics. That game on NBA TV. A seven-game night in the association tonight. The Celtics okay. rolling right now, having won six in a row. Denver coming to visit. Playing a good team, though, here. Let's yeah. See how it is. That's a little different. Denver 7-3 in their last 10. They're playing all right. It's a weird NBA schedule this weekend, right? Because of the Super Bowl. The Superb Owl, as some people call it. <laughs> uh, there's only two games, I think, on Sunday. And they're, of course, very, very early yeah. games. Like the 12 and 1 o'clock start. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Heavy sked tomorrow. Yeah. Remember when uh, Jack Armstrong got really pissed at Jim, Boyle, uh, Jim Boylan for a uh, <laughs> timeout with like a minute to go and a 25-point game? Come oh, on! On, on, on Super Bowl yeah, Sunday. Yeah, come mean. on! we got to get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's from upstate New York. Yeah. Sounded just like Close him. enough. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, because it's Friday, because it's the Drop Podcast, we got to end with some rapid-fire fun. Tass, you got the questions this week. Here we go. Nice. This week, No Dunks fan, Derek offered his opinion on some of the foam sound baffling in our studio. It's right behind us here. He thought it was two things. First, an eyesore, and pointless because it offered no help in actually baffling sound. My question for you. Give us a criticism of one of your current favorite shows. Like Derek did. Skeets, I like that. Okay, uh, randomly, one of my favorite shows is a show called Meat Eater. Have you guys ever watched it? Uh, well, interesting you say that. Uh, it's an outdoor hunting show on Netflix. But what I don't like about it, I love this show, and I don't hunt. I've never taken down a buck or a turkey or, hell, I've barely even fished. So I don't know why I'm into it, but I love it. Because it's actually like, it's like, has this like holistic approach to like the hunting lifestyle. And like, I never really realized how much goes into it. Um, like of course like the tracking and working as a team and all that and he has such a respect for nature it's hosted by uh, Steve Ranella I believe his name is I think he's from Michigan but what I hate about it is the name of it Meat Eater and the intro to the show is like it's like this heavy metal like it seems like the worst like almost hyper masculine show ever it's like this is stupid like relax man but then the show is not that at all it's like this real like Hmm. like 
beautiful in a way show uh but the 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 intro does not match the show at all so that is i mean i want them to change it because i almost turned it off because i was like what is, this is weird man like just like this really heavy metal rock and it's just like i'm steven i eat me i hunt and, I'm like, <laughs> and then i like stuck with it and i'm like wow this is actually awesome so that's cool. why uh, that's the one thing I would change about mm. it, and and the name Meat Eater, yeah. and they do like this thing like because eat is in meat, and you know it's like a, it looks weird too. I don't yeah, know how to describe the, the it. font, but yeah, do, meat do they? <laughs> so so sorry, they they hunt and then they do cook at oh, the end of the okay. show. So there's like obviously eating going on in it, but it's not always meat either. I mean, there's a lot of fish. And what? Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they eat things that aren't meat on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Well, they're right. I'm, now I'm with you. Yeah. At first, I'm like, okay, they're obviously targeting, uh, you know, <laughs> the people who love hard rock music <laughs> yeah, I know. and eating huge steaks. You're telling me they eat not meat on there. But I'm, I'm telling you, like, I really want you guys to watch this show. Like, give it a go. Get past the intro and the stupid name, and I think you'll like it. Until the end when hunter. they are not eating meat. No, like, no, no, no. They eat meat a lot because, of course, they're taking down a lot of animals. So, so what? Uh, sometimes they go fishing. There's a lot of fishing on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Fish eater. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the same spinoff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I like it. Uh, Lee, a criticism of one of your favorite shows. Yeah, well, uh, so I started Cobra Kai. You know, got through the first season, fine. Second season, fine. I only stuck around the third season because Kumiko and Ali came back and I wanted to see them. But <laughs> it really ended for me at the end of season two when they had just a massive all-in brawl at school in the last episode. Just a massive brawl, like 30 people. It was going for 10 minutes. Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> Problem is, no blood. You know, it's like <laughs> you should watch me. Have, have you ever wrestled like with anybody? After like twenty seconds, you're like, oh, jeez. You know, and they're like, you know, doing all this sort of stuff. <laughs> and Not then realistic. What made it? What made it worse? No teachers were there at all. Like, if, if there's a kerfuffle in school, you want a Professor right, Zach Lowe to show up, bring it up. You, you remember Back to the Future, right? Yeah. yeah. Marty and Biff push each other in the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Strickland's out of nowhere he's there in a second he doesn't even say anything he just looks at them and the fight ends just gives them that like and the fight's over right. in Cobra Kai 2 teacher comes out and someone says hey look what's going on the teacher goes I don't get paid enough for this and he walked that's off that's more realistic that's not good enough <laughs> not good enough if you're a teacher you've got to go in there and break it up So yeah, yeah, that's like the 50s 1955 versus 2019. Yeah, yeah I mean, are we that point. far away, though, where teachers like now just, you know, walk off? I mean, I I just thought it's a little bit too <laughs> this extreme. Is this is the part that's of a, That's the best part. Show? Yeah, it's like the final scene <laughs> in the last, what was it, season three? Season two. Season, season two. Because no, I stuck around for three because right. I was like, okay. Yeah, Ali's coming back. So yeah. She's like, <laughs> not in season four. I'm what? out. Spoiler. So you're out now. Yeah, I didn't get into I didn't get into it because I'm like, when it came back, I was like, great, this is nostalgic. I love it. You yeah. know, getting back into it. And now I'm like, mm, okay, that's enough. Let's just end it. But they've already <laughs> signed up for season five, so it's just going to get ridiculous. All right. Yeah. Okay. I knew you were going Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about the voice. <laughs> One of two. It's the only two shows he watched. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched the voice, Shark Tank, Ellen for. Ever so, the last sh show that I watched was Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm watching a show that nobody else here is watching too. The Gilded Age. Did you start it, JD? I have not started it yet. Yeah. Um, I'm pumped for it. 
Yeah, I'm, no actu joke. I'm actually loving it, except for the first thing you asked me when I first asked you about the Gilded Age is if there's a crossover with Downton Abbey. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> Until I googled it and found out that there was no crossover with Downton Abbey, despite the fact that they're both dramas set in the 1880s. Hmm. Ridiculous. Well, technically, Downton is in the early 1900s. 1912. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. No doubt about it. But Cora Crawley could show up, JD. I, well, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, make it happen. Uh, what's is his this, name? Is Julian, Julian Fellows. Fellows? He yeah. said never say never, but they're not planning on it for now. Yeah. The question for me will be, like, how HBO does this show go? Because Downton mm. Abbey, pretty chill. You know, like, oh, one yeah. of the big storylines in season one is they get a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they're like, oh, I don't know if we should have a phone. <laughs> but on HBO, it's like people die all the time. Yeah. So are we going to see mierders? <laughs> Only time will tell. Uh, did, who, who did you say creates the show, wrote the show? Julian, Julian Fellows. Fellows. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been like my second guess of the name of the guy that's writing these shows. Julian Fellows. <laughs> Julian oh, Fellows. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, good cool. stuff. Uh, quick question. A follow-up on Downton Abbey. Did you go to the Downton Abbey exhibit, JD? And I, and I know, Trey, you're excited as well. There's one in Atlanta. I don't Is know. There? The Downton Abbey experience. Is there? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know about oh, this. Geez. Oh, I shared it. Oh, oh, I probably ignored it. You probably did. Yeah, sorry. I gotta watch Peaky Blinders. You brought up Peaky Blinders. I just haven't seen it. I need a British show in my life again. Hey, I gotta have a British show going <laughs> at all times. I'm yeah, with okay. you. I'm with you. Transportive. Is that the is that the word? Transportive? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Takes you to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes takes, you to another place. Gotcha. I only ever watched like 40 minutes of Peaky Blinders. <laughs> but they said Peaky Blinders a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, never, all the time. I've seen probably yeah. the exact same <laughs> yeah. amount. My wife has watched it. She loves it. Yeah. But I, I, Okay, let's start it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, for sure. Watch it together after the show. Great. Okay. Uh, good chiming in from the stream team, by the way. J.E. Meets uh, from a couple people. Ty Winter and Tom Friesen. Cobra Thigh. Uh, um, from DJ Damian Porter. Uh, the Gilded Tray from Tom sure. Friesen. Yeah, everybody sure. doing, Jeez, well doing their work. All right, next one. Players like Terrence Ross. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there he is. Cobra Thigh. <laughs> you got to be careful on Meat Eater with those stems. <laughs> <laughs> You're an animal. Take it down. Uh, they're good for the crane kick, though. Good, strong thighs. <laughs> oh, you got to end the show with a crane kick. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can't legal. That's a legal move. It's an illegal move? Well, that's what uh, Johnny Lawrence always claims. It was an illegal move. move. You know, but uh, it wasn't. I don't think. <laughs> I have so I many questions, but this is not very rapid, rapid fire. Either. Okay, a couple more. Players yeah. like Terrence Ross, Eric Gordon, and Harrison Barnes were widely expected to be moved at the deadline, yeah. but were not. What's something you've expected for a long time, but it hasn't happened quite yet? Skeets. I gotta say it. 50,000 subs. Oh, for no dunks on YouTube. Now, we had a good week, everybody. A lot of new subscribers. We're getting awful close to 50K. I actually think we're going to hit it by All-Star Weekend. Yes. During All-Star yes. Weekend, where maybe we're doing some uh, live watch parties and fun podcasts after the All-Star Saturday night festivities, maybe even the big game on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> I remember like a year ago saying, uh, we're close to 50K. <laughs> Somebody said, like, we'll be there by Halloween. And mm -hmm. like, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it's it's difficult. Months. Turns out it's very difficult. Uh, and we respect and appreciate everybody's sub that has subscribed to No Dunks. But I thought we'd be there by now, but it's okay. We'll get there, but <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Not yet. I thought you were going to say, 
We appreciate and respect the algorithm. <laughs> it's hard, yeah, man. We do. Oh, we it's do. Tough, we it's definitely, definitely uh, you know, the work that goes into the thumbnails, the titles, the, the descriptions. We're playing the, in the sandbox, screens, baby. The meta tags. You got to go live at all times. That's why we're doing Emergency mm. Buyout Guy podcast <laughs> next week. <laughs> Alert! Gary Harris has been bought out by the other Good, Gary. <laughs> not, I'm not against it. Uh, okay. Uh, Lee. Yeah, uh, so a couple of years ago, we had uh, Team USA in Australia, an NBA standard game in Melbourne, uh-huh. two of those, in fact. Uh, now, obviously, the pandemic has changed things, but I think we're starting to sort of get to that point where we can start planning it again. I want to see an NBA game between two teams, NBA teams in Australia. Still waiting for it. I think we show we had 100,000 people at those two games in Melbourne. We can handle regular season games, by the way, before the season tips off. I want two. <laughs> I want two. I'm being greedy here. If you're going to go all that way, give yeah, us two right, regular right. season games. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so you're saying, yeah, they had the exhibition games. Yeah, and, yeah, and that were absolutely, yeah. uh, you know, loved by Australian fans, and they would be too. So that and the World Cup in Australia. Because uh, the World Cup, I can't believe Qatar, of all places, has a World Cup before Australia. Right. So I know FIFA, uh, FIFA, you know, you just got to bribe your way to getting a World Cup. Right. We uh, maybe we just need to do that. We have to say, all right, we'll just bribe you this time to get our World Cup. So uh, um, yeah, call your call work. your shot with the NBA teams. Which two teams do you want to see travel over to uh, Australia for those games? Yeah, well, I think because it's from the West Coast, it's easier to convince like a Lakers or a Warriors mm-hmm. or you know one of those Clippers, something like that. Warriors, I think, would be. The dream right okay. now with Steph Curry. I mean, LeBron obviously on the Lakers would be would be great. That would have been better a couple of years ago, perhaps. And then you sort of look. Well, look at the Brooklyn Nets now. Got a couple Aussies. Yeah. I think problem is neither of those Aussies, except for Patty, but the other Aussies not that loved by the Aussies. So, oh, uh, what are you talking about? Ben well, Simmons Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, wouldn't really matter. But if you would, you're more likely to get like a Phoenix and a, a Lakers or Warriors or something okay. like that for, okay. two, for the two teams. All right. All right, Trey. Mock turtlenecks. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they were big in the 90s, you yeah. know, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. my dad. Now it's just my dad and Stan Van Gundy. So. <laughs> uh, um, Not enough people are wearing Adam Lefko is wearing a lot of them. <laughs> okay. On okay. Uh, TNT Tuesday night. I've that noticed helps. that. Yeah. A little visibility. Pretty... Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. He That's great. He's got a nice neck for it. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Don't be afraid of a mock turtleneck. It's not that tall. Like an inch. I've, I got to try it one. I don't yeah, know. you can you can do it. You think so? You got a nice neck. You got enough neck. <laughs> you got enough neck. Yeah, yeah I do. Somebody no, Photoshop uh, a mock turtleneck on that. <laughs> put it on. What's, what was that guy's name that played for the 49ers? Had the craziest neck. Merton Hanks. Oh man, Merton Hanks. What a neck. Did you see his neck? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about the cricket guy too. You pointed oh, out. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That guy's neck is. I can't remember his name, but he had a super <laughs> long stalk there. Stalk. Was long. We could have a mock turtleneck week here in the. Ooh, yeah, let's do it. Mock Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm I gotta in. get I'm one. In. Where yeah. do I even buy? I guess. Where do I buy one? <laughs> the internet? All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, they got them. Okay, okay got last them. one here. Yeah. <laughs> On Thursday's tweet of the night segment, Trey and Cookies Hoops fooled Lee by naming fake participants <laughs> taking part in the All Star Celebrity Game. Names on the list. For example, were Crinty O'Rourke, <laughs> Blip Gormer, and Bubsy. Uh, name a time you were duped. 
Skeets. I got a, this is a really weird story, but it still makes me chuckle to this day. When we were like 14 or 15 years old, uh, because my high school was pretty close to my house, sometimes we would go back to my place for lunch, usually. And it was like, my buddy Grish, my buddy Dub, and then Rob Armstrong, who I've brought up many times on this podcast before. Mm. And one specific time we were at my place, I don't know why I said no, but Rob asked if he could have a Coke. And like, we always had like, Coke products in the house. And for some reason I said no. I don't know why. Maybe we were running low. Maybe I was just being like, I didn't want him to have one for whatever reason. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I said no. No. And he said, okay, well, can I at least get a glass of water? I'm like, yeah, go help yourself. So he comes back and he's got this big glass, but it's like a plastic cup that you can't see through. <laughs> and so we're hanging out, whatever, during lunch. I'm sure we're eating. And like, Rob is like, he's tilting the glass back, his water. And he's drinking it weird, like he's just like slowly doing it, and then it like he just is we noticed how strange it was. And like an hour later, as we're getting ready to leave, like I'm putting away things, like getting ready to head out the door back to school, and I noticed that he had taken a Coke and he had put it in this giant plastic cup <laughs> and it cracked it in there, and then every time he went to drink his water, it would like the kid would like slide to the end and he would like very gently like put a little taste of coke and uh, uh, I just thought it was the funniest thing ever and uh, it still makes me laugh thinking about it <laughs> that's the story <laughs> the slide part is yeah. really funny <laughs> so Rob Armstrong duped me by uh, taking a coke did that you, day did you ever have a conversation about why he didn't I think just we pour did it not. in <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, Because it's point. way funnier. <laughs> I just think way. it's funnier. He was a very funny guy. So, is, yeah. is that why you and mainly uh, Paul Williamson drink beer at a tilted angle? Like, Paul Williamson will do the, like... <laughs> no, he does that weird thing where he holds a beer weird. I don't <laughs> do that. Yeah. yeah, but it's like a side pour <laughs> yeah, into like, Yeah, he puts it in the corner of his mouth and tilts it up like that. That's a dub. That's just... And, uh, by the way, uh, I asked... Uh, I asked my buddy Grish and Dub, like, anybody got a good answer for this? Like, did you guys ever, like, prank me? I couldn't think of anything for this. And they were like, what about that time Rob Armstrong <laughs> you got stole you. a Coke from you? And I was like, okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leah, time you were duped, yeah. uh, other than the celebrity game. Yeah, well, I've, I've been duped a few times. Uh, I think still my favorite one is uh, when I was in New York City and I got a ticket to a oh, big yeah. game, Bulls and Knicks, and I'm like, yes. And uh, they <laughs> sold out of the box office. I saw a scalper as I was walking out of Madison Square Garden. They gave him a little... Tell him I was interested in business. <laughs> you pushed your glass. Well, because at the time it was like, you know, I was in New yeah. York. Well, I like, didn't want to get arrested. Yeah, scalping's illegal. Yeah. It's right outside the garden. You know, I'm trying to speak the language of the streets. I remember the that's time the in my life of too. The <laughs> pushing your glasses. Oh, that's got to be business. <laughs> I do remember the time in my life, and Taz, I'm sure you do too, like when I was like, like getting scalp tickets felt yeah. like it was the most illegal yeah. thing you were doing. Oh, you were yeah. going to jail if you especially got it. It's like New so stupid when you yeah, get back. Especially of it. New York City, you know? You're like, the last thing I want to do is be like, mum and dad, um, yeah, I'm in jail. What for? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to buy tickets to a basketball game. Anyway, yeah. so we made the transaction, and as we made the transaction, guys, like, quick, cops are coming. So he gave me the ticket, and I ran off, and I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, right. And I went over to the McDonald's over the road from MSG, and I'm thinking I'm pretty, you know, pretty good. Pull out the tickets. And, it says New York and Charlotte. I'm like, I thought they were playing Chicago. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is for like a game three days away or something. And I was leaving the next day uh, uh, or uh. in two days' time. And so I'm just like, all right, I'm down, you know, 150 bucks here for a game that's not happening. So I went back the next day and I, uh, 
<laughs> the same guy wasn't there. So, uh, but I was like, this time I'm like, right, you guys aren't screwing me over this time. Someone else said, I said, listen, you guys, you, you're looking for tickets? I said, well, I'm looking to, uh, I'm looking to buy and sell. I've got, a, I've got a ticket I want to sell. I want to exchange it for a game for tonight. Someone gave me a wrong ticket. He's like, oh, okay. So he gave me the ticket for the Bulls and the Knicks. And, uh, and I look at it and I'm like, I don't care if the cops are around. I'm looking at this ticket. It says Chicago, New York. And he said, it's going to cost you another hundred bucks. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I got my ticket. <laughs> got him. So I'm down like 250, 300 bucks, but I've got a ticket for the game. I can't wait. I get to Madison Square Garden. I go in there and the, uh, and the, the ticket stub guy, he looks at my ticket. He rips it. He sort of looks at it again. And, and then he's like, okay, in you go. And I'm like, that was weird. Anyway, I'm sitting down in the game. Guy comes up and says, uh, can I see your ticket stub? And I'm like, I was nearly like, I lost it. I don't have it. For some reason, I was just like, yeah, here it is. He leaves, come back a couple minutes later. You got to go, man. You bought these tickets off a of scalper. These aren't real tickets. Oh, so I, wow. got, I got ejected from Madison Square Garden. I threw my shirt off into the crowd on the way out. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Part. Just like a <laughs> <that> guy, Charles <laughs> Oakley. Oh, man. But I, uh, yeah, so I got in. I got ejected from the garden. Cost me 300 bucks. Wow. Oh, double duped. What happened double in duped. that game? Uh, I can't remember, but um, Chris Anstey was playing for the Bulls because uh, John ah. Dorge was in the crowd. I saw John Dorge, another Australian big man there. So, <laughs> Well, I'm glad you got in to see John yeah. Dorge. I got a photo. I got a photo in the game. I got a photo with one of the scalpers out the front as well. <laughs> it's like you were there. I know, I know, I know. Can't believe it, but I can believe it. <laughs> it was worth it, I think, for the story. Uh, Trey. Yeah, we moved into a new house uh, last year. One of the first things we did was replace the toilet. Mm. Laura hated the current toilet in our in our bathroom, so we yeah. got a taller one. A couple of guys came over. <laughs> oh, God. Installed it. <laughs> I thought, this looks great. <laughs> went the next morning, went to the bathroom, looked down. The hole in my toilet had shrunk, Lee. I uh. thought... How can they do that? How can they shrink the hole in the toilet? Then I looked into the trash, saw a receipt from Home Depot for a toilet the exact same size as mine. But this one had a joke hole for farts. Like the hole was maybe the size of a quarter. They replaced our real toilet with a fart toilet. Wow. Couldn't take a dump in my own house because the toilet hole is not big enough to suck them all down. Got a really sick stomach. Has that ever happened to you? Nah, it's happened a couple of times, yeah. I replaced the toilets at my house. I didn't even know they made fart toilets. Me either. These guys were there, like, all day, going in and out of the bathroom, in and out of the bathroom. I came in, and the guy pretended he had his foot stuck in the toilet. <laughs> that just doesn't... Uh, I suppose it does happen, you know. Don't hire the turbo team. No. No. I've got a plumber. He's pretty good. He can help you out. <laughs> no, I think that was the best one yet. Yeah, the, uh, one. I think you can leave set. Oh, I love it. All right, that's rapid fire. Nice. Whew, that's a drop podcast. Started this show giggling, ending the show giggling. Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at nodunksinc. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Let's get to 50,000 subs before All-Star Weekend. Wouldn't that be nice? 807 Gra- away. 807 oh, away. There we go. Uh, grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. And if you want some No Dunks merch, go over to nodunks.com. All right. Fun, fun week here in the Classic Factory. A lot of content for all of y'all out there. We had a blast. We'll be back on Monday with NBA Weekend winners and losers. Oh, hey, before we go, superb owl predictions. 
Who do you like? Uh, Bengals, man. <laughs> Who day? <laughs> Bengals, man. Joey B? Yeah, I'm on. I'm with Burrow for sure. Wow, I, the underdog. Yeah, L A. Yeah, swerve. They're at home. Sure, good swerve. Good swerve. Playing at home. I saw Drake. Nora told me this. She's like, have you seen Drake's social media channels lately? I'm like, no way. She's like, he's doing a lot of betting. I'm like, what? She's like, all he's doing is betting on Instagram. I, in my, like, I immediately was like, oh, he's probably getting paid by one of these big companies, like sure. whatever. But he just made a ton of bets on his guy, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So like he bet crazy amounts of money on like over reception yards, over touchdown, whatever the line was. I think it's only a half, so he's not gonna get one. Just all these, all these OBJ bets. <laughs> So there you go. Mm. Cool story. Good luck, Drake. Yeah. <laughs> he needs it. Good yeah. luck to you, Drake. <laughs> he needs it. He needs to come <laughs> He's going to really be sweating this one <laughs> he out, I think. He needs to come through on this one. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back on Monday with our NBA weekend winners and losers. Maybe we'll talk about the Super Bowl as well. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, uh, just like Drake, bet it on Beckham. Bend it like Beckham as boo. Whatever. Ah, that's okay. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Brace the weekend, people. <laughs>